Hello and welcome into the Nebraska Prep Zone Report, a podcast from the World Herald. We are sponsored today by MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care, covering Greater Omaha for over 70 years. I'm your host, Jake Anderson. On my right today, Mike Sauter. We've got a lot of hoops to talk about. How are you doing today? I'm good. We're going to talk some football, I think, a little bit too, but yes, I'm good. All right. We actually went to a game together last week. I know. And this week. Two. Let's, Amazing. People let's are like, lead hey, off. you're the guy from the podcast. And hey, you're the guy from the podcast. That's good. It was quite impressive. Right. People um, actually watch this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Papillion La Vista's athletic director. Jason Ryan. We, uh, but the game of the week, in my opinion, the Westside Bellevue West boys game mm-hmm. went to overtime. I think we need to talk about the ending of that game because it was kind of a you-make-the-call type well, of play. I, I never – I will – I've said this for a very long time. I will never be a referee. I never want to be a referee. Uh, you, frankly, couldn't pay me enough to referee specifically high school games. But in my opinion, yes, there was a foul at the end of the game that probably should have been called. And I think Chucky's uh, – I think he was trying to foul him on purpose, so yeah. <laughs> so they could kind of you know put him to the line, get like you do in late game situations. But you tweeted being, you tweeted video of the play for anybody mm-hmm. that wants to go back and watch it. But basically, Westside was trying to inbound the ball, leading by one with six seconds left in overtime. Chucky was defending Jaden Booth. There was kind of maybe some, some contact, contact. Yeah. depending which side you're on, how hard, how light did. Jaden Booth slipped. Did he exaggerate yeah. it? Loose ball. Bellevue West. Chucky Hepburn gets right. fouled. Free throws. Bellevue West wins. Right. So, right. depending which side you're on, depends whether there was a foul or not. But that was a great game. Both Hepburn and Booth had 27 points. I feel like Chucky was everywhere on the court. Right. Assists, steals, every loose ball. He had, he had 20, both of them had 27, like you said. And Chucky, I think, had seven assists mm-hmm. and like five steals or something. So that sounds right. It's a pretty dang good day. Yeah. Like, it's a pretty good night. And and Jade Booth was really good. It was neat. Those two going back and forth yep. um, in the late in the game in, in regulation was, was pretty fun. Hitting Jaden Booth and, had a three on the wing, mm-hmm. falling back that I, I was like, no chance that's going right. <laughs> Nothing but net. It was it was two great players going at it. Mano a mano, mano a mano. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Can't talk today, and which he likes to remind me of. <laughs> John Shanklin also had a great game for Bellevue West. He had four field goals just in the third quarter. They came out at halftime, seemed like they wanted to get him involved. Which, looking ahead, I feel like bodes well for Millard North. Mm. You know, Westside couldn't guard John Shanklin. What's Max Morell gonna do on right. Friday night? That that matchup is, you know, obviously a, a big game, big matchup between those two. And there's history from the district title game last year at, at Omaha Westside where Westside won on a last second shot by Carl yeah. Brown. We um, thought we were gonna get a redux of that play Tuesday night. Yeah, there's no Downing. way they were calling that same play in that yeah. situation. <laughs> <laughs> um there's just no way. Uh, but they did get a good look. PJ Nagami had a nice look for mm-hmm. about for 2.7 seconds and getting the ball down the court. It was a great look he had. He just didn't go. Um, but it, that matchup, when you look at it, it could be uh, first one to 100 wins, 100 to 85, 
or it could be just a really slower kind of pace. But both teams like to play fast, want to play fast. Uh, they also, I'll say, can shoot it really well. And, and But we'll, we'll see. I mean, West Side, for the lack of size mm-hmm. and lack of depth that they do have, their guards are pretty good. So that's they, a matchup. They make up for that in their quickness. Right. They're everywhere. They try and speed you up. They did that to Bellevue West in the fourth quarter. We're able to rally by forcing some turnovers and being aggressive there. But we'll see what they can do against Miller North. Right, right. And that, that game's a big game, like we said. It, yeah. It'll be that style kind of difference there. And I'm sure, I'm, I'm 100% sure that um, – West Side, as much as they don't want to, they'll probably come out in zone because that's what's been successful, um, you know, against Miller North recently. And, you know, normally that is what people do. They just see that on film or scout and um, will copy that. So, Which segues into another topic that we had a little bit later, but I think this is good time for it. Mm-hmm. Creighton Prep defeated Miller North. This was back on Saturday night. But they use zone defense. Mm-hmm. And they and wanted one of the Mustangs to shoot it from outside. Right, they did. They which is the same thing that Gretna did mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So is that zone defense a kryptonite for them? I would say it's looking like it, yes. Um, it, Gretna gave everyone kind of the pathway, the 3-2 zone that they played. Um, they play that all year and have played it all year. Um, that It looks like Miller North's going to have to figure that out. Now, prep. Played a little two three, a little one three one. Played a little man. Played a little three mm-hmm. two. Like they just kept switching it up, which was was pretty great. So um, and prep also has the size in the middle. AJ Rollins to right. to bother. Luke teams. Jungers had a really nice game on uh, uh, Saturday night too. He hit a big three and uh, gave him some minutes. They played them both at the same time, which they mm-hmm. hadn't been doing for a while uh, for basically the whole year, except for the last few to ga- few games. They've started to try it more. And those two, especially in a 2-3 at the bottom of the zone, is, yeah. that's a lot of length to deal with. So how can the Mustangs fix that? Is it just as simple as shooting more from outside? Does Hunter Salas, he can he can hit threes. Does he need to be more aggressive from mm-hmm. outside, force things? Well, or? They, they, need to, they need to shoot the ball better, um, yeah. um, especially from three. And they have a bunch of dudes that can slash. Hunter needs to shoot it a little, a tick better from three. He's not doing great shooting from three. Nothing like, you know, out of this world. But he's also averaging – like almost 21, 22 points a game and about five assists a game. So that's working. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jaden Johnson needs to shoot it a little better and kind of make people uh, come out of that zone. Or you just put Max Monroe, who's 6'9", can jump out of the mm-hmm. gym at the high post, turn around, hit a short corner, something like that. Let him be a facilitator. Yeah, yeah. There's, I'm not a coach, but that's, you know, I guess yeah. a, a quick, easy way to, to get that done. Or, I mean – Maybe you put Hunter at a high post or Jason Green. There's so many options that they yes. have, uh, especially someone that can pass the ball that well. But you don't really want to – maybe the key to that is you put Hunter at the high post and you let him create from there, whether it's dumping it off or getting getting to the basket or just hitting a you know free throw line extended jumper or something like that. All right, jumping jumping around a little bit here, I want to talk Omaha Northwest, Millard West girls from Tuesday. Sure. The Wildcats were able to limit Alasia Douglas. Uh, she had a Class A record 51. Mm-hmm. Last Thursday night, they held her to 16. Mm-hmm. Douglas broke the record of 46 for Class A. 
set by Fremont's Jess Shepard in 2014. Mm-hmm. Of course, the most overall in a single game is 65 by Osceola's Cindy Hayes in 1987. Yeah, I don't know that, if that's ever going to get broken. Um, I, think, I, <laughs> I would think not. Yeah, I, the 51 is great. And to go with that, she had 17 assists. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty phenomenal. I, you know, I mean, how many turnovers? <laughs> That's a, or 17 steals, not a system, sorry. Yes. Um, so that's 17 turnovers just right there. Um, but it, she did it on 54 shots. So you're scoring 51. It's, again, pretty phenomenal. But 54 shots is quite a bit. But 17 steals is, you know, you see maybe some runouts or maybe some contested shots at the rim and things like that. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. Right. But um, not, not to, in no slight to her. She's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is the quickest guard without question, quickest girls player in the state w- without a question. Uh, specifically with a ball in her hand, she can get up the floor great um, and faster than anybody else. And, and like I said, is quick, has quick hands, all those things. So um, she's very capable. Uh, she, the supporting cast probably needs to be a little better for Northwest to be better. Um, but like I said, she's absolutely capable of kind of going off like that because she did it what last year too so had yeah. a big game uh big scoring game like that definitely and then we were at millard north papillion la vista boys and girls last thursday right papillion la vista girls won millard north boys won mm-hmm. the girls game was what i wanted to talk about out of that because that was a fantastic finish mm-hmm. papillion la vista seemed in control olivia boudreau couldn't miss in the first mm-hmm. half had seven three-pointers. Tied a school record, seven threes. Yep, and uh, broke 1,000 career points mark. Yeah. Miller North rallied in the fourth quarter, though. Avila Ambrosi and uh, made it close. Mm-hmm. What was your major takeaway from that game? Yeah, just both teams are going to be right there in the mix and, and be a part of the conversation at the end of the year. Um, there's there's no doubt for me that both of them are going to be um, – should probably make it to the state tournament, I would say. Miller North, they, I think a lot of people expected a kind of bigger drop-off than what they've had, but Coach Deal does a really nice job. Uh, Nicole's been really good for them this year. It, it, it's it's her show, obviously, but she does have a nice supporting cast. Um, it, freaking Biner, I can never say her name. Um, but she's had a nice year, too, for, for Miller, West, Miller North and mm-hmm. a couple other girls there, too. So it, it'll be... A, uh, those two teams, again, should be right in the mix like they were last year. Yeah, and Lindsey Ingerson had a strong second half, fourth quarter for Papillion. Miller North focused more on Boudreau mm-hmm. in the second half, and Ingerson stepped up there. Sure. All right, let's take a break here, hear from our sponsor, MD West One, and then we'll get into our Nebraska Junior Day and we preview the weekend. As the official team doctors for high school and college teams across greater Omaha, MD West One Sports Med doctors can get you back into the game stronger than ever. Meet the Sports Med team at mdwestone.com or call 402-390-4111. Thanks again to MD West One. And now we're back into it. Let's shift gears to football before Mm -hmm. we talk some more hoops. Nebraska Junior Day is this weekend. And there's been a lot of recruiting since this is one of the open parts of the spring. Right. Um, the uh, contact period started last Friday. Um, Nebraska had a handful of, of guys on an unofficial visit. Um, Thomas Fedoni from uh, Council Bluffs Lewis Central was there last week. 
Uh, Keegan Johnson was there. Avante Dickerson, they wanted to get there but didn't make it. Um, or, or he didn't make it there. I know that there was some discussion about that. Keegan Johnson for Bellevue West. Um, and this junior day this week, uh, there will be a lot more. It's a mm-hmm. bigger kind of thing. So um, James Carney from Norris, the tight end, really good athlete, is there. And uh, uh, Heinrich Harburg from Carney Catholic, the quarterback, he's uh, planning on being there as well. And he has um, kind of – we were talking earlier. He has kind of all the measurables, all the Yeah, absolutely. Traits. 6'5", six, six, 185, runs a 100-meter – Hundred meter dash has a four six forty all those sort of things so um, pretty good so those are two kind of names for sure that are going I you know, I'm working kind of to get all of them uh, mm-hmm. at the same time but um, yep keep an eye out for that list on nebhsrecruiting.com yeah. anyprepzone.com I'm sure Sodder will be sharing it thirty times between now and Saturday maybe yeah uh, also you know. Just schools making stops by places. Kansas mm-hmm. State was all around the state and metro. Wyoming's been all around the state and uh, metro area. Uh, I know they were down in – I know Wyoming was in Kearney Catholic to see Harburg um, today. And then uh, the two days ago on Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday Tuesday, they were in um, at Norris to see uh, James Carney. And then, you know, Missouri is in today. Missouri and Iowa are in Thursday uh, to see uh, Keegan Johnson and and then uh, Caden Helms, Micah Riley from Bellevue West. Also, uh, A.J. Rollins from Creighton Prep and Thomas Fedoni from Council Bluffs Lewis Central, who just got an offer from Wisconsin the other day. Um, so that adds to his pretty impressive list. Uh, and like I said, Wisconsin was was actually in, um, I believe that was Tuesday as well, uh, at Lewis Central. A lot of notes going on, and keep an eye on Sodder's Twitter feed because he shares those updates. One other um, bit of recruiting news that seems pertinent as we shift back over to basketball, Hunter Salas, official visit to Gonzaga this weekend. Yeah, that's kind of a bit – I'm not sure people understand like. Gonzaga is a that's a big deal, right? <laughs> so um, he's officially visiting. He gets five. He already took one to Nebraska. He um, and then this weekend he's officially visiting Gonzaga. Gonzaga is a top five program in the country mm-hmm. uh, consistently. I consider them to be in that blue blood category right now. Um, they've been for the last what. 20 years been a thing yeah and been kind of working their way up to where gonzaga can pick kids that they want not necessarily hey you pick us no we're picking you yep so that's we're a, so we're recruiting a select group of athletes if yeah. you pick us great if not yeah it, it, that's a different mentality than everybody else mm-hmm. right um and only a few schools in the country can can have that mentality and be successful and gonzaga's done that so uh, pretty pretty big visit. I and, you know I'm interested to see how that happens. I know uh, just on the the Salas recruiting front, Louisville uh, called or has called on uh, Wednesday, and so that's something else too. That I mean, again, <laughs> Louisville is a top five program in the country, and going to it looks like they're going to be consistently that way going forward. Um, you know, after winning a national championship, what? 
I don't know, six, eight, ten years ago. Yeah. So um, it vacated. Yeah. But well, yeah, still but counts. They, they're they're on their way back to that. Yes. Um, so it's uh, it's kind of neat to see. I you know he's right now he's a the forty third, forty second best player in the country, um, according to. Uh, national rankings, top 50 kids. So that could get higher. Um, yeah. It's a special talent. Like I, I, I know it sounds like overhype here, but that is a special kind of talent that we don't see every day right. in Nebraska. He had a play on Thursday night against Papillion that was just effortlessly jaw-dropping. The one-handed dunk in the lane. Yeah, split the lane. Split the lane one handed and just kind of dunked it with one hand over a six eight kid. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you have a chance, go out and watch Hunter Salas play as well as Chucky Hepburn, right. which you know also shameless plug here. Hmm. Mike Sauter had a fantastic sit down interview with Hunter Salas and Chucky Hepburn, who grew up playing basketball together. Right. If you haven't watched that yet, take the time, pause this podcast, go and check that out. Well worth it. Yeah, basketball this weekend. Tonight, we have Millard South at Omaha Burke Girls. Mm-hmm. That should be a really good game. Yeah, um, Millard South, obviously, the pace that they like to play, press, um, the depth that they have, all of that. It's going to be super important for Haley Ingram, who I think is a nice player for Omaha Burke and doesn't get nearly – I mean, she's no attention at all. Um, she probably should get more as far as from the recruiting angle is concerned. But she'll be the key for Omaha Burke, along with Anaya Harris, um, who's kind of their star. Um, she, they're both are juniors, and Harris is unofficially visiting Marquette this weekend. Um, so that game's going to be, can, you know, can Millard South, can Burke kind of handle Millard South's pressure? Um, Douglas, last week against Burke, had 17 steals, and that's one person and Millard South comes at you in waves mm-hmm. with a lot of pressure. So we'll see. Like a hockey uh, line. Yeah, just. we'll see how that how that kind of uh, unfolds, I guess. All right. And then a busy Friday night. Both boys and girls, Omaha Westside, Miller North. That's a game I'm really interested in. Westside kind of handled Bellevue West girls, which is to be expected. Mm-hmm. Millard North had a close game against Papillion. Mm-hmm. Those are two potential state tournament both team, teams. Yeah, both teams, again, we talked about Miller North a little bit, but both teams should should be in the state tournament. I would expect mm-hmm. um, I would expect them to be right there in the mix. Coach Clark does just such a good job at, at Westside and has for years. And um, Ella Wittigren is having a really nice season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is Jasmine McGinnis-Taylor. So I, I think they're, they have enough depth there. That's a, a, a really neat matchup kind of – Two good guards on both sides, or good guards matching up against each other, good posts matching up against each other. It's going to be kind of the supporting cast and how they can carry each one. Yep, and we previewed that the boys' side of that matchup. So the other, the other one I want to talk about a little bit here: Papillion and Omaha Central boys. Also yeah, on Friday that night. that game. Uh, so Papillion's going to have to bounce back. They just got beat. Talk about a week. Um, mm-hmm. They just lost Tuesday to Omaha South and kind of sort of handily a little bit. That matchup is a tough one for them uh, just because of the the three really good guards at Omaha South. Uh, Central has a couple of really good guards of their own and can come in waves again too, but they don't have the size that Papio has. So that 
Um, that's kind of the keys to that game and, and what to look for. I, I expect that one to probably be pretty close. Um, it's just going to be can Papio get enough. They need to get a little more from their guards that kind of um, we don't talk about much at all. So mm-hmm. um, that's going to be that'll be important. And uh, Joey Hylock is a guy that you know you expect I think a lot more from and. Um, more than what he showed against Miller North the last time I saw him play. He had a really nice Metro tournament, but he needs to kind of be a, a, get a, be a little bit better um, for them to be you know, as successful as they want to be. Definitely. Undefeated girls matchup on Friday night. Oakland yeah. Craig against North Bend Central. Yeah, so the only game in the state where two undefeated teams are playing each other. Uh, it's Oakland Craig or North Bend Central girls at Oakland Craig girls to – uh, what I think North Bend Central is number one in C1 uh, and Oakland Craig's two in C2 or something like that. So um, to a top five matchup, two of the best teams in the state in their respective classes. Um, and I watched Oakland Craig girls beat BRLD. Somehow they beat them. <laughs> I don't, they were down uh, more than, I think it was 17 or something in the second half uh, and came back and won. I, I, I still it's they were they had no business winning that game and came back and won uh, so that's a credit to them and their effort um kennedy uh, benny i don't know if i pronounced that right but i probably didn't she's averaging 19.7 a game for oakland craig uh she also had 32 points she she has a nice floater mm-hmm. um pretty aggressive on defense really nice player for oakland craig i believe she's committed to or signed with um uh, Briar Cliff, but she was impressive against BRLD, I thought. So pretty good matchup there, it, specifically, you know, the only game in the state where two undefeated teams are playing. Yeah. And then on Saturday, there's a busy day at SoCo Arena with mm-hmm. the Prep Classic. A couple games there, Papillion La Vista, Omaha Westside, the boys and girls. Right. We've talked about both those teams. That, those both should be good games and just a great Mi- hey, full day at Sokol mm-hmm. Arena. Yeah, Sokol will be fun, but there's uh, Miller North Bellevue West, I think. Or no. That is uh, February 14th. Yeah, who's Miller North? Or Bellevue West hosts maybe prep or something on Friday night. There's a big game. On Saturday night, there's a game, a good game at Bellevue West. My bad. Should have <laughs> known that. <laughs> there's also a top five girls matchup, Lincoln High at Lincoln East. That should be another good one. Lincoln East went to Fremont, as we talked about a few weeks ago, and won two, two top five Lincoln teams. That'll be another good one to watch. Right. Lincoln High has the size. Lincoln East has really good guards. Uh, another kind of matchup of two different things. Yes, Creighton Prep and Bellevue West. Creighton Prep goes to Bellevue West on Saturday night, 7-15 at Bellevue West. Um, but it, that Lincoln High-Lincoln East game is a matchup of two separate uh, just different styles. I mean, Lincoln East is the, a short team, not a lot of size. Lincoln Eye has a lot of size. All right. Sounds like we'll have some fantastic basketball to talk about next week. Until next time, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Hey, hey.